Now it is. That's recording. <laughs> I've got this thing that today I was thinking about since reading Steve Pavlina, uh personal development for smart people, which you got me for my birthday, which I appreciate. That was a really good book. And he talked about developing a mission statement. And he developed, he talked about developing, he talked about, he said, if you, if you don't cry when you create your mission statement, it doesn't mean anything. I didn't cry, but today I was thinking about my mission statement. And I thought about my mission statement. And I, I thought, I want to be happy no matter what happens. And what that means is I want to be happy it's easy for me to be happy because I'm bawling as fuck. I have a really good life. I have a, I have awesome friends. I have, I have rollerblading. I have a beautiful wife. I have a beautiful Jeep. I have a beautiful, I eat amazing food. I live in Canada, an amazing country to live in. It's easy for me to say that I'm gonna be happy no matter what. But I want to be happy no matter if I'm broke, no matter if I'm homeless, no matter if I, if I break my leg, if I lose my limbs, if I'm in a wheelchair and I'm sitting there and I don't have arms, I don't have legs, I want to be sitting there in bliss because I think that's possible to find that bliss no matter what happens. Today I fucked my knee up. I tried to do a kind grind. And, well, I didn't fuck my knee up. I, 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 I jarred it really bad. And I had the kind of thing where I felt like I was gonna cry when I jarred it. And I, I have that residual feeling where I feel like I'm gonna cry because I'm injured. Um, but, I, but that is a test and that is a, that's like a weight that I need to push to learn how to be happy in every moment. And right now, I feel happy. I feel elated, even though that just happened. Even though I know I won't be able to rollerblade for a few weeks or a month, it doesn't matter. You can, you can find joy in any moment. You can find joy. I did something that I've never done before today. You need to ask yourself, when was the last time you broke a stare? I've broken some things. I've had a broken heart. I've broken a frame. It was a mooc frame. I broke a bearing the other day because I forgot to put a spacer in it. I've broken vehicles. I don't know if I've broken a rail, but I broke a stare today. Have you ever broken a stair? It felt really, really, really good. It actually became addictive that um, I actually got addicted to the destruction of breaking the stair. So I broke one piece and I wasn't doing it on purpose, but I was hoping that every time I went down the stairs, I was stair riding by the way. When was the last time you stare at and you broke a stair? I've never done it before, but I definitely got hooked on it. I kept breaking stairs. I was throwing the pieces away though because I didn't want anyone to uh, see that I was breaking stairs. You know, if someone drove by that maybe was a client from work or something like that. But I told Todd earlier today, you know, I've worked for the city of Kamloops, but on the weekend every once in a while I might destroy some property. 
like a stare. So I threw the pieces in the garbage. I destroyed the evidence. <laughs> but I'll tell you one thing, if you ever get a chance to break a stare. Break a stare. It was an accident though, it was an accident at first. I didn't mean to do it. But I might do it again, I might not, I don't know. best thing like <laughs> I'm in the laundromat Daryl Strawberry he just he makes it believable you're chewing full on hey yeah I'm going for it <laughs> well my name is Joey my name is Todd this is how to be unpopular number what is it 107 we're in Joey's man cave yeah, I guess this is. This you is got technically wheels and bearings There's and cuffs and frames all over the yeah, table. Yeah, been cleaning this shit up yet. There's assorted <laughs> books, DVDs. I don't use this room enough. That area is sweet for like, I'll come down here and I don't use it enough, but come down and like lie down, listen to a podcast. I usually That's listen nice to the Ram Dass ones lying down right there because sometimes nice. you have to really focus. Yeah. The Ram Dass podcasts are amazing. Yeah. I highly suggest anybody, Ram Dass, what's it called? Uh, I think if you so. just look up Ram, Ram Dass on iTunes. Ram Dass. Really thought-provoking lectures. Yeah, really good. Really good. Really good. He, uh, he was really into acid in the 60s along with Timothy Leary, and he believed that if he went to India, he could find someone who... He wanted to be in that state all the time without drugs. That's the basis of a lot of his talks. Wow. Yeah. It's a good place to start. It's it's interesting to think that you can you can strive to be at a place no matter what. You can but that's like a really difficult thing to achieve and and there's no set formula. It's not like anyone can follow like a certain set of steps and just get to an enlightened place. But people can look within themselves and find things that they need to do to get to a place where they're just content at all times and not even just content euphoric and inspired with everything 
It's like, if my life sucks, if I haven't gotten pussy in seven months, you can still be happy. You can still be like, you can wake up in the morning, you can look at a tree. Trees are awesome. There might just be one tree. Probably one of the most beautiful, that's, it's as beautiful as you can get. Probably, trees are pretty, they're up there. Awesome. They're fucking up there. If you can live in a place where you can look outside your window and see a lot of trees, do that. But even if you live in a place where you only see one tree, you can look at that one tree it's and tough, though. focus on it. So, hey, if some, what some, about if it's like an unhealthy tree, like one that was just planted? Like you got, you got to work with what you got. Yeah, you yeah, might, you might wake up, and you might have no legs. You might, when you might wake up, you have nothing to eat. You might wake up, you you have a shitty existence, but you have to work with that. You have to find joy in that. Yeah. You might be thirsty. You might wake up and you're really thirsty. There's nothing to drink. You're so thirsty, <laughs> you there's no water. Something. What if there's no water? Well, if you go on a quest to go find some. You're goddamn right you do. <laughs> There's that good story, uh, I'm going to butcher it for sure, but it's like a, a young, eager, you could exchange any spiritual spiritual tradition, like a Buddhist, like a young wannabe Buddhist monk, and it's like, um, how long does it take to become enlightened? And the master dude was like, 10 years. And then, you probably heard it, it's like, how long if I try really hard, like if I put everything into it? And then he's like, 20 years. <laughs> so yep. fucking true. So true. The harder Don't you try, try too hard. Yeah. If you try really hard, then you're just, you're getting further away. Man, the best I've ever felt skating is when I don't try too hard. I'm just in this place yeah. where I know I can do it and I feel good and I can do a lot and I don't have to worry about too much. It's a state of acceptance. Like accepting, okay, you're, 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 you've got a little pressure point in your skate. One, like your wheels aren't rolling as fast as you, you want them to. Maybe you have some older bearings. That's where you're at. You have to accept that. You have to, maybe you're at a spot where the ground is like a little bit like shitty. The, the, the challenge in skating is to not focus on the negative. It's to like focus on what you got. What can you bring to this? You can't like, We've, and I've been there where I get defeated by a spot, or yeah, I've been defeated tr- by my skates, or I've been defeated by, like, circumstance. I've, I'm, so is that you? Is that all you? Yeah. Because you have the decision to choose, okay, I'm going to work with, with what I've got. Maybe it hurts. Maybe I can't, maybe I can't jump really high. You, you, oh, you, <laughs> you have to work with what you've got. In skating, in life, that's where you are. So what are what else are you gonna work with? One thing that you can't I work with fantasy. Do you ever struggle with? Um, this is a big one today. So I know, I know that I can be good at skating, right? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I I say quite often on this podcast that I don't ever call myself good, like a good rollerblader. I try and make that disclaimer. You've got some mad skills with a Z. No, but I, okay, to, to be, so to over-identify with being a rollerblader, do you know what I mean? I'm probably better at rollerblading when I don't even think I'm a rollerblader. I'm something just, 
where you're just something completely, if you're yourself, if you're completely yourself, you'll be better at rollerblading than if you were going into a skate session thinking like, I want to be good at rollerblading today. That was like kind of what I was struggling with today. Like, well, sh like, am I thinking too much about trying, not trying to be good, but you know what I mean? Like, are my expectations so high of, of attaching these wheels to my feet and trying to do something that I'm missing the whole point of like, if I was just completely in flow and myself that naturally the skating would work itself out. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Well, I think, yeah, I think, I think people, how do I word this? People, um, I fell off the train, but people, people want people, people doubt themselves or people, people judge what they're doing. And they compare comparison. Comparison's a big thing. You you put on your skates, you do some things. We watch a lot of edits. Like this is twenty twelve. We're we're inundated it's a, with it's a very difficult time. Influence. Yeah. It's a difficult time to retain that positivity that you have in yourself. You can only be you. You can't be Alex Brosco. You cannot be Don Bambrick. It's so weird. You're though. you. No, you are you. Is, do you have your own standards for yourself that you had set previously? This was the thing that I was going through today. That like there's a, how I said, there's a standard that I have of a certain time where I was like fairly fit, fairly healthy, and I was skating a certain way and very like accepting of like a direction of stuff that I was good at. And I only went in that direction. And so... I look back at that and that just makes it worse now yeah. because even in that time, like I didn't even own a cell phone. Like there's so many factors going into yeah, my reference not, point that you're not I'm that. so far away from that point. So then it's this like trying to accept like, okay, well, so what, how, how does this work now? Like how do I connect with the version of myself and how does that translate into my skates? And yeah. there's like, it's interesting though, because there's no pressure when we go out and skate we're filming it's like a cool like feeling it out so i feel pressure and i don't at the same time i know that like the failure or whatever i feel if i try something fucking today man i tried something so stupid over and over again that i had got a decent one just yeah, you got battles. a good one and then and then you went back and you tried like 10 other ones and it was something that when you're I'm never going to say, like, because I'm older, but it is something that wasn't smart if I was, if we were skating tomorrow. It, but you it, you would have done the same thing if you were 20. Like, yeah. you, it's a common mistake in rollerblading to, like, you do it really good, but something in you is like, no, no, it wasn't, I have to do it again. And then you try, like, 20 other times. What happened to you? Did it? On well, no, you didn't do it as many times as I did. But you did drop off of that one. Then I had really good, good. I had a good advice that that, that you was got really it good right advice. away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only because really I had advice. I had talked to Jesse that one day. Yeah, I was trying like this this warrior pivot to to soul, and I and I had in my head that I was gonna three sixty out of the soul, and you nailed it. I I kept like it was a drop soul, and I kept like. What what was I doing? I, w I would like you were put my starting, hands down. On you were the starting thing. to spin the three sixty. Yeah, of like before you even locked the sole, you were getting. You I wasn't were kind focusing of like, enough on the sole. Yeah, you were thinking about 
finishing the trick before. Yeah. As soon as you said that, you got it. I got it. Yeah. That's and it looked cool too. It looked like uh, really relaxed. Yeah. The one that you got. It was like, you just got to focus on the soul because mm-hmm. you're not focusing on the soul. You're thinking like of the 360 while you do the soul. So you're not getting the soul. That. Yeah. Cause I was talking to Jesse. He just said that he had a really bad fall where he, he hit his head. Ooh. That was really scary. But he said he had been trying this line over and over again. And the fall happened because he kept doing the first part. Like he kept getting it. You know, if you're doing a line and you, you're doing the first part and you get yeah. to this point where if you've done it, like, I don't even know. Let's just say if I'm grinding a rail at the start of something and yeah, I do yeah. it 15 times, maybe on the 16th you time. you the second trick. You, no, no, no. You've done the first part so many times that you've, you for, you're not in the moment. You, you you've done it so many times. I might be railing a, a rail or something. Yeah. And thinking about the next thing that I'm going to do. And that's sometimes where your body's not, you're not completely in the moment. Yeah. That's where there's that one thing you can do. Do something that's unrelated. Either try a different trick or just f- do something unrelated to what you're doing and then come back to it. Or slow down. I had a uh, producer, production teacher, Kelly Ruth Mercier. She said, <laughs> she said, you remembered all her names no that was her name i shouldn't have said her name but <laughs> she always said she would read attendance in film school she'd be like joey mcgarry even i was sick for a few days and the class told me that when she read my name she was like that sounds like a name that should be famous <laughs> joey mcgarry and i was like i like this woman it is a name that should be famous <laughs> but she said the best thing all the time she's like i apply it as much as i can i always forget it just stop and ask yourself, what are we doing here? It's a good thing to do. Yeah, yeah. You go so fast sometimes doing things, skating or not. Just stop for a second and ask yourself, okay, what, what am, am, I am I trying I, to accomplish? What am I doing here? Yeah. It's so important. Because sometimes you just get caught up in this stupid detail. Caffeine doesn't that help. really... Well, it can. It depends on the situation. It depends on your yeah. personality. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. it can help. But it's, it's totally like you get focused on these details that it's like, why am I focused on that detail? What in, in the big picture, what am I trying to do? Why does that, does that detail really matter? Is it that important? All I'm trying to do is trying to do something like when, you, when it comes to skating, I'm just trying to do something interesting for the camera. That's you know, all I'm trying to do. You know what I thought about? It doesn't about? need it to be that. this thing that I'm so focused on. No, it goes beyond that, though. I, I think when you say... Because I thought about this. Uh, the camera, though, when you define camera, it's like the memory recording device, right? Right. So when you say, I'm trying to do something interesting for the camera. I had this lucid moment the other day. It was like between filming something downtown. I walked to the park, and I was just like sitting, listening to music. I was staring at this tree. And I always say to you, I've said to numerous people, I'm like, why aren't there people just like running around and like filming things to put online? Like rollerblading or not, why aren't there more people like kids out filming crazy shit? And then I realized that the camera is a way to capture someone like entering some kind of a state of consciousness or like you enter a world, even if it's for like five seconds, like what rollerblading and skateboarding and BMXing actors improv people 
you're entering this world for just a short amount of time, the camera captures it. And it's like, it's, it's really powerful that way, if that makes any sense. That like, in your everyday life, you're this person who does things or whatever, but that you can, you can, I, I don't know, go through this like board. Like I just, when I was staring at the tree, there could have been someone standing in the tree reciting a monologue or doing something really weird and someone like laughing while filming it. And then if you have the opportunity to upload a clip of someone being stupid in a tree to YouTube and it could be one of the funniest, weirdest performances ever, if that makes any sense. Well, what I probably I, lost yeah. you. No, no, no. I, 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 I got out of it that like being filmed is is really like a psychedelic experience. It changes everything that you're doing. When there's a camera on you, and a, like most people, and and it's like if you think about the way people were in the '90s when a camera was pointed at them. Cameras were fucking new. There's something so raw yeah. and in the moment. And the like an innocence with, yeah. that was captured. And it wasn't, when people were getting filmed, it really wasn't like, oh shit, this might end up on YouTube or this might end up on the internet. It was just this thing that was like, it was really unfearful. Yeah. It was like, oh, someone's filming me. This is really fun because I'll be able to see it later. And like no one else, it's not, you don't worry about like, oh, people aren't going to see this. It's fun. And people had this like innocent, like, hey, we're on, we're on camera. And it was really fun. And now when people get filmed, it's like really difficult for them to really let loose. Yeah. And it's really like, oh, don't film me. And it's really an uncomfortable feeling because it's like, this is going to end up on, on YouTube. This is going to be used against me in the court of law. This is going to be used against me if I'm applying for a job. And, and, and it's very difficult to like really cut loose and not take yourself too seriously in that situation. But is it that difference between trying on being like like how I said you just when you, you when you are that person it translates into every was there more people that just were themselves in the 90s because they were there's fewer were just people better, better at being themselves in the 90s maybe less influence. Le less like influence we yeah. we naturally we naturally copy what we see right we we copy behavior Everything that we do Man. is a copy of what we've seen, and, and we, whether we like it or not, we're 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 like, we're acting what we think we should be acting like. From like, we watch people act a certain way, and we we emulate that. And we in this day and age, we see so many people acting a certain way that people are becoming more homogenized because they see so much, and they have a set reaction to different things, and they they they're afraid to be silly they're afraid to be fucking Facebook, like man. they're afraid to be that kim kardashian or that crazy person who's like oh my god did you see this person like people get gossiped about depending on like what they do on youtube like oh my god do you see this video and it's scary like for a lot of people it's scary and it's and it's like courageous to get over that and it's courageous to get to a point where you don't give a fuck you just you're you're trying you're what are we trying to do why not be a big personality? Why not? Why not have fun? Why not have fun but, and, and the, do exactly there's people what the fuck you want to do? Oh, the problem is, though, there's people who try and be a big personality, and there's people who are a big personality. Well, okay. Mm, yeah, yeah. You're tr that's, that's true. So Totally true. 
I, I kept telling Todd obsessively, I get a, when I get obsessed with something, I like to think that I've seen enough movies and I've listened to enough music that if something like clicks with me, it's for a good reason. So you I believe I've, in I've, what you like. I haven't seen I'm Still Here yet, but I relate these two things. So I, I heard about this, this, uh, guy, this rapper Riff Raff. And before I even knew about any of his music or anything, is that the term rapper? Is that like, do I sound like a, am I, am I dating myself? Like, I heard about this rapper. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Isn't about this funny? Like, rapper. Yeah, I've he's dated a myself numerous times. I always forget. I'm a 30 year old man. Like, the other day, I heard about this rapper. <laughs> this, this rap artist. Someone had sent me a link and it had come to my attention about this rapper. <laughs> Um, uh, named Riff Raff and before I like the name you know like there's weird things like you think about your filter right so I saw a video still before you click on a video you see a still and you see a title so in my filter internet filter which is a topic that we could probably fucking go on for hours about like what is your internet filter compared to mine when you go through roller news but it's it attracts like, your attention. So, Riff Raff. Kind of like dumb name, but I saw the picture of this, like, this weird chin strap with a design, and he looked like, he had these weird, like, his, oh, he has the, like, super blue eyes that you can't tell if they're contacts or not. And there's, like, long hair. He looked like a wrestler, this white guy. And it wasn't a music video. It was an interview video. And then I watched that. And I just thought it was probably one of the best versions of like improv that I've seen in a while. Whether he was that person or wasn't, it was the interview. So, um, the first that one first that we watched, watched, yeah, where there's cutting in it. But in terms of him owning owning the moment, I was blown away. And then the second one that I watched was him in the hotel room, which is wow. five minutes and thirty eight seconds, and there is no. Um, there is no moment of doubt when he, he when he's in it. So the reason I bring this up is we said big personality, right? Like there's people who try and be a big personality. He's probably one of the people, whether I'm into his music or not. He was so that person. He wasn't playing a character. He was Riff Raff, which made me even more confused because I wanted to know right away, like, what's his real name? Where does he come from? Can I find out any information about, like, does he have an acting background? Like, who is this guy? Yeah, and then I listened to some of his from? music, and it was... I it's loved good. the music. Because I really before good. Todd... Before I showed him the videos, just before we started the podcast, showed him these videos, I made, like, a, my six favorite songs, and we listened to it while we went skating, and it's good music. Like, yeah. it... There's something kind of that touches on like the Gravedigger's vibe that it has that feeling of like he's not trying to be that person, he is that person. And it's just so obnoxious. It makes everything fun when you're listening to that. Man. Anything that you're doing is fun. When you when you like turned it up, we were in near like those tennis courts. I had to like run to go take a pee <laughs> oh and I said to myself like, "Man, in this black Jeep, you blasting this music. Yeah. There's two things." 
Were either fucking drug dealers or this is like your parents' vehicle. Yeah, I was like blasting riffraff and I got out of, at one point I got out of the black Jeep and there was a guy walking by and I had a cut off 4x4 <laughs> t-shirt and I was putting you my water your bottle and I had reflective, my, my reflective aviators and I was like, this guy thinks I'm a fucking asshole. I've said that and numerous like, times. Yes. Do you ever say that like about yourself? It was uh, one time I borrowed like Lacey's dad's truck, like this big yeah. Silverado, and I had like sunglasses on, and it was like my beard and my long hair, and I was like, man, if I drove by myself right now, I'd be like, look at that fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. Why? Be that guy. Why are we built that way? Do I take references from movies I've seen and pictures, and then I just place an idea on someone like right away like do i take my internet filter and place it in real life well naturally we like we write stories about people that we see right we write stories about that the guy in the truck that drove by he just fucked like two girls at the same time and he's really unhappy and he's going to get more coke and Man, like, I it's his him. dad's truck and he hates his fucking dad and his dad's a dickhead and he just like I say some inappropriate <laughs> things sometimes like when I say those things out loud yeah. I get myself in trouble sometimes I saw this one picture I'm like what did I say today like all I can see right now is that girl just getting railed by a guy with tattoos it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like and in my mind I'm like I'm like I'm sorry like yeah. like I didn't say that out loud, but in my mind, I'm like, I'm sorry, that's just, that's where that's I went, what that's I what see. I see in that picture. Yeah, the dialogue, the dialogue that I get sometimes when I drive by certain girls, I just start laughing to myself, because I just look at them, and a certain scene just pops up. Remember we talked about that I'm on the like, stag, we were like, that girl's the, a bitch to her Where boyfriend. does that come from? And like, it's the same thing, like, if I'm mad about the way my skate feels, or like, the story that I tell about that guy or that girl, like, that's my, that's probably my fault. I'm telling I'm, I'm just making that up. That's not even reality. Our brains are so interesting. One it's thing that's so interesting really being a cool. human being. <laughs> One thing that's really cool is if you can tell yourself the more positive story about that person, if yeah. you can get into that habit, it's pretty cool like what that does to your to your world and your perception. Isn't that fun? Or, or, a, or walking into a certain situation. Like if you if you walk into it thinking negative thoughts like, oh my God, this is going to be brutal. Well, and you give it like... to other people too. If you're yeah. coming from that place, if you've told yourself that story and it feels good, if you can tell someone like, honestly, like, you know what? First time I met you, this is what I thought. Yeah. They'll be like, really? <laughs> yeah. It's good to be honest about that stuff because like people can't get mad. Yeah. It's like, that's what I thought of you. Like Not... before I met you, I thought you were going to be a fucking asshole. Yeah. Just from what I saw. Not judging people is really important. It's hard to practice. It's hard to practice. It is hard to practice. It's hard to practice walking into any situation without judgment because it can backfire on the other end where you walk in thinking really good things are going to happen. Elbow. 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 Oh, my elbow is hitting? I don't think, I don't think it'll make any. But... You can walk in like, oh, this is going to be awesome. I can't wait to see this person. And then you but walk in like... This weekend, like... Oh, I lost both my legs. Gotta say. More. <laughs> oh, shit. You feel the burn? You feel the burn in your throat? I like it. I Should like we... the gum. Yeah, I'm chewing... I, I, I'm chewing <laughs> Nicorette. Isn't it uh Okay. I like it. I like it. Hey. A lot. Don't... I want more. Tell Carly... <laughs> 
Never mind. She listened to the guns. I just said so on the podcast, <laughs> don't tell Carly that I gave you a piece of Nicorette cum. If anyone can be blamed, it's the Joe Rogan podcast. N- nicotine on its own isn't really that bad. It's the smoking a cigarette is really bad for you. Well, nicotine, it is bad. Nicotine on its own? What's, it's not really bad. What's bad? I'm not a scientist or anything. I hey, don't well, actually know what I'm talking about. But Rob Wolf said it's not really that bad. It, it kind of makes sense. Like, like Nick, like even even I was thinking like even alcohol on its own. I mean, alcohol is addictive, but really, it's all the sugar that you have. Like, if you have like eight beers, yeah, we're talking it's about the sugar today. that's bad for you. Like, I'll, I'll quote this many times: is that it's very important if you were to just have one drink for the rest of your life, vodka, soda, lime, not lime concentrate like a real lime yeah or lemon vodka soda lemon and not because tonic water i was having this conversation with some tonic water has sugar in it and soda water doesn't vodka clear clear alcohol yep uh clear fizzy pop with no sugar and then a fruit to add a little bit of taste yeah some ice in that shit and not getting you're gonna be get addicted to something. Yeah. Get addicted to the right things. Yeah. Get addicted to positive things. If you're gonna get addicted to caffeine, get addicted to it. Drinking espresso. Don't espresso get addicted to a fucking shit. like. Well, and uh, if you do drink your coffee, frappuccino. Like drink it black. Yeah. Coffee is good for you. It's it's all the sugar and all the cream and shit that's in well, it. Well, if you're that, caffeine sensitive, try and keep maybe maybe try without for a little while. Yeah. Take breaks from anything. You know what's so weird though? Suffer. That, Suffer. That uh, that idea like, oh yeah, I cut this out and I feel, I feel really good. I, I feel like I've never felt before. You know why people <laughs> say that? It's like obviously you're gonna feel like, a certain way that you've never felt before if you cut something out that you always have. Yeah. If you cut, alcohol out, you're gonna want more of something. If you cut caffeine out, you're gonna want more of something, and you're gonna feel different. You're gonna say that you feel better. Yeah. If you try and cut, I did the one month and you tried to challenge me to do two. <clears throat> I did. September is a good time to do it. You did. Did you do. When did you do it? You did two months. I did two months. four months of no. I, and I did it. I did no oh caffeine. My no alcohol. God. Kudos to No you. weed, no anything for four months. Yeah. It was very steady. Yeah. It was a little bit boring. But it was really steady. It was re- a lot easier to deal with the downs because the downs weren't as bad. It was like, if you think about They're it as a, as a graph, yeah, yeah, shorter, yeah. The highs weren't as big. The lows weren't as big. I was on a steady. You have to work really hard train. to tap into your highs if you cut everything out. Yeah. I've heard of people. I'll go back to my story, but I've heard of people who try and cut out sugar, and apparently it goes on. If you try and cut out sugar. From your diet that even like three months later when you still think you're cool you're just gonna like want to rip people's faces off like in terms of you may have lived 20 some odd 27 years with sugar and you cut it out for three months because it's fucking in everything it's ingrained in you everything so i just cut out it's not smart i would not recommend i did caffeine and alcohol at the same time for one month and it was, it, it is amazing in terms of like, when you wake up, in terms of like how your gears work in your body and your mind and everything, it was beneficial. 
but it's hard. Your the the way you have to deal with your emotions. There are a lot more. They're there all the time. They're not. You can't bury them with a couple. Those things, it's it's good to to feel what you feel without getting what you want. Like it's good to feel like holy shit. Like I am psychologically addicted to caffeine, or I am psychologically addicted to alcohol. Caffeine's like okay, like it was okay probably like the third or fourth day. That's when I get the most irritable. But if I can ride that out, and then you do the step down process where you have like, if you have one cup of coffee, then you have a half cup of coffee, then you have a quarter cup of coffee. Then That's you a have smart two. way. Of doing That's it. a good way to do it. But the and the alcohol one wasn't too bad, but it was like it was hanging out in places where other people were drinking oh, that yeah. emotionally I got the most and it's kind of, it'll bounce back between like, am I being ridiculous or are they being ridiculous? And it's like, you're being ridiculous. It's both, yeah. And then that's where that was the, probably the most emotional problems. It was less about like having a drink. It was more about my perception of people while they drink and my perception of myself for I felt like a pathetic person for being like, they're just having fun. Yeah. Like, but why am I mad? You're irritated with them. Like, that's a normal thing. If you're sober <laughs> and you're hanging with a bu- bunch of drunk people, oh, you're going to get the irritated magic with them because you're like, why are you talking so loud? Or like, <sighs> do you know the you mag- turn the music down a little bit? Like, you turn into an old lady. What, what was your magic time? There was a time for me where it was like, there was a gray area and it was from here to here. And then there was a certain time where it's like, okay, fuck you guys. Yeah. Fuck all of this. Do well, you they realize, say like, like, how awesome I'm going to... F- I can get up at 6 a.m. Do you yeah, know how much shit I'm going to do bed. before you wake up? And you're going to eat shitty food the next day, but... Well, you're just on a different level. Yeah. You have different desires. Like, if you're sober and it's midnight, you're like, fuck, I want to go to bed. I want to go to sleep. That's going to be a lot more fun than hanging out with you guys. And you just start to get irritated with, like, stupid conversations that they're having. Like, people say, people say, you don't need alcohol to have fun. But you do need alcohol to have that kind of fun. You do need alcohol to be on that level where it's 2 o'clock in the morning and you're listening to really loud music and you're having a stupid conversation and you're having so much joy. You need alcohol. You need alcohol to enjoy that moment. Otherwise, you can be like, fuck, I just want to go to bed. Like, let's go to bed, man. Why are you guys being so loud? Do you remember the quote that you told me? When you were doing, like, the sober time? (laughs) I think you're like, we're driving back from the skate. Like, it's going to sound really bad, but I realized that it, you can still have fun without drugs or alcohol. <laughs> Did I say you can't? No, you can. You can. It was you like, you can have um, a different kind. You can have fun. I can't remember what. It was like a really fun. like classic, like, like a after school special <laughs> quote. But here's the thing. I do envy when I'm, I do like to have fun. I, I'm part of, I'm half part of a family that more than I've ever known, like they're very social people and they like to have drinks. And I struggle all the time going back and forth with like, I'm not that social all the time, but at the same time, I love the memories that I've made up to this point, but the aftermath, what you have to deal with. So I get really jealous of like, there's, couples that are like overly healthy but then at the same time there's probably so many like negative parts of being overly healthy like so much pent up 
emotion and stuff oh. that like if they just sat down and had you don't even have to have many just go out and have a couple beer if you haven't drank and you're a couple and for like a year and you're obsessed with exercise just go have a beer together like the it's just nice sometimes to like oh yeah you might have like just like a really good conversation and do you know what i mean alcohol is amazing for, it, for helping dude, you like, connect with other don't, people don't don't go hard on the alcohol but like there's just some times where i've had it's been like a busy week and i haven't drank or anything and we'll have a couple beers on the porch i'll have like a great conversation with my girlfriend like you'll ref, you're, you'll reflect and laugh about yeah. how ridiculous the week's been and it feels good to do that you know it like, opens up your soul yeah it opens up the the gates of communication it's a heart opener it really is yeah there's benefits to drinking there's really benefits to drinking well that's like, the problem why people drink so much is because it's hard like it's hard to open your heart in everyday life so people love getting wasted yeah because you get addicted yeah. to the experience of like it it's not it's not a psychedelic, but it is a psychedelic experience when you're wasted and you're in somewhere with like lights and loud music and you think you have all of these like really great interactions with people when if your <laughs> camera was following you around you'd be so fucking embarrassed about like what actually happens. It is cool to have like a I like the one on one like at going out for a beer or two with someone once in a while and just having like a close conversation that's probably my favorite yeah thing with alcohol even getting I, trash I, like even even some of the the things that you would perceive as being negative like uh, I've been accused of being a dick when I'm drinking and <laughs> drinking a lot but a lo- like why is that well I think a lot of it is honesty and it's like like it's like oh you're a dick when you drink well maybe maybe i'm being like honest about certain things and maybe there are things that you don't want to hear yeah but isn't it beneficial that i that i was drunk and i had the liquid courage to say those things like even if it hurt at the time in the long run it's like you at least you know kind of what's going on at a deep level like there's benefit to that there's benefit to there's really benefit to getting trashed. I find There's that your a um, lot of benefit. Your true communication style sometimes will come out when you're drinking. At least with me, it does. It helps. If, if uh, actually, I don't know if it's true communication style, but I do love like a. I love a nice at parties, parties, whatever the fuck that means. But like larger social gatherings, I really love. When I drink, I'll just, I love, I'll sometimes get stuck for too long with one person, but I love talking with like one person. I love yeah, getting yeah. like deeper into a conversation. And sometimes like I'll get someone telling me stuff that they wouldn't tell other people. Yeah. Because it just, and that's I might good. ask some questions that they're not used to being asked or whatever. And that's yeah. good, definitely a good thing. And yeah. um, I got to say anybody who I was so I was the drunk guy at Dallas's wedding, but I feel like I was a really happy drunk. So yeah. I remember most of my conversations with everyone. I don't think I would have offended anyone or been a bad drunk in any way, but I don't know what happened. There was something. Congratulations, Dallas. At the ceremony, I was like really uh, overcome by the emotion, and then I started to feel way more drunk from like the atmosphere. It was a really intense day. Weddings are so intense. Like the, 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 like just watching Dallas and Mel, like 
say I the things to each got, other and like, get married. Oh it was my. like tears dripping from my eyes. God, I wasn't expecting it. Well, one thing, like when we walked into the backyard or whatever, but it was like some something about the ceremony. I was wearing sunglasses and I told Dallas, I think, but it was like, just I felt a tear like come down and hit my sunglasses and it almost came down but I think it like got held in the top part and I got like all mushy all of a sudden and I don't know if I had activated something in my system like some when like you... emotional center and then it was like from then on I, I swear I was possessed and three or four days after that wedding like I had been so drained all week and I swear I had just released so much that one day and got one that I got wasted but I just felt like Emotion-wise, yeah. I was so happy. I felt so lucky to know Dallas and all of the friends that were at that wedding that I just felt like I could have slept probably for like three days after that. God, that was, I felt privileged to be there. It, it had really come full circle, like the the stag weekend with Dallas and the wedding. That um, it was it's really inspiring to see everyone older and the same, but like matured, focused still the same people and knowing that um it's like a crazy network of yeah. really smart people who are super nice good head on their shoulders i don't know yeah like, i, I feel so proud like i felt when, like really full anyways yeah. when when you take your girlfriend or your wife to things like that i feel so proud that like i'm friends with all these people like i know yeah. them and 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 they're from like all around canada and they're such awesome people they're all such wizards yeah it's such a I'm, i feel so lucky yeah that i that i know these people and to to watch dallas like cry while he's like saying these things like in front of an ocean it was just like so beautiful to witness <laughs> yeah. like oh my god yeah <laughs> and to witness Dallas's dad like getting uh, inducted, inducted into RPT. <laughs> Sean was an amazing MC. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I guess Canada's awesome. The, yeah, and, and, I and, felt really a lot of a lot of pride. And we're for so, like our gener the generation that we grew up in. There's something so special about like we met all those people at like in Walmart parking lots at weird Canadian bull bidding competitions. competitions, where the connection was kind of weird. But and then we met again at like Eisler Q, and we drove to Regina in Sean Unwin's minivan, and we met like uh, uh, Danny Thaps, and we met like all these weird people jesse cope along the line and and karma and these all these weirdos from calgary we're probably more weirdo than they were <laughs> we're from bc <laughs> alberta is a little bit more uh open bc is more straight up weird Dale, Dale Phillips. Dale's hilarious. Dale, we gotta get you on the podcast. You Dale's gotta, get... gotta go on the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, all those people on the podcast. Hey, if no one's going to do it from the industry, just make it fucking yeah. Canadian. <laughs> Fuck everyone who doesn't want to do I've it. I've said numerous times, like, <laughs> but just, sh like, shut it all down. Just make just the Canadian industry. Just the all-stars. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> no, and not even call it the industry. The Canadian community, I don't know. Got a good thing. Shop Task is opening in Calgary. Yep. Wow. It's 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 so interesting that people like were thirty 
you know, I always think about the fact like, holy shit, I'm 30 and I'm still obsessed with rollerblading. Yeah. It's still so important to me to go out and bust hot shit. Why? Why? Why is it so important? Why do like? Hey, we've talked about this. I know why. Why? Can you get Can you get that from anywhere else? Can you get what you can get? We know it's awesome. We know when you put fucking badass fucking hip hop to rollerblading, it is beautiful. There's something about that that is intensely awesome. Wheels attached to your feet. Damn. In a line. Yep. For, hu- for, for human expression, you put wheels on your feet. You do it for fucking 20 years. You go through heaven and hell for 20 years doing it. You develop your own... When, 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 it, when, you, when you output something after 20 years of doing something and you output something that is just weird and it's these weird skills that you've, you've developed that no one else in the world can do... Rollblading is very unique in, in what you can do after a certain amount of time of doing it. It becomes very, like, you become an entity that is only you. No one, like, people might be better than you. People might be able to 540 kind grind. But the things that you can do, what no one else can five, touch that. People always say 540 kind grind or 450 royale. <laughs> it's always the reference point. Are those, like, the go-to good tricks? <laughs> 540 true porn star. Oh, I don't know. Well, there's like, it's like there's, there's a certain standard of like what it means to be good at rollblading. But then, but then someone can do something that no one else can do. And it's people like, oh yeah, that's cool. But it's not like, oh, that guy's really good. It's just like, that's certain things that people don't respect as much. You brought it back again. That's the problem. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of the times... A lot of times, I'm not being me. I'm ex- pressured. I'm to- expecting myself to be better than just my. Uh, there's myself, yeah, and that's who's good at skating. There's a version of myself that is consistent and in the moment, and I would meet like I would, you know, talk to people who walk by or whatever. Like there's just a version that just feels like in flow and there's a version that expects me to be better at skating or where I reference myself from a certain time that's the battle yep how did you feel today before before the kind grind how did you feel (laughs) did you feel like did you feel like Todd or did you feel like uh someone or did you feel like someone who's trying to be good at rollerblading or is it a constant struggle it's um I totally feel like me all the time. Yeah? Yeah. Obviously like there's everything is influence like everything that you do it, it comes from somewhere um I could say that that I felt like pressured to do, or I felt like, oh, I should do a kind grind down this rail just because it would be like, I felt that it would add something interesting to who I am and like what people expect. Like I was playing with expectations. So do you think in the long run, will you regret trying the kind grind? No, I think it would, well, if I was to like 
get paralyzed doing a certain oh, trick. Yeah. Obviously, I would regret it or if I get super fucked up. But, like, you can't predict those things. And, and you you got to play with, like, what people expect from you. Because everything is expectation and then experience. It's like if I kind grind a rail, it's totally different than if someone who always does rails kind grinds a rail. And if I do it in the context, like, amidst all these other tricks that I do... Yeah. I, I see value in it. There's a lot so of I don't people, regret yeah. it. I don't regret it. And shit's going to happen yeah. no matter what. I, f- I might get a... I might not fucking skate handrails fucking ever again. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're going to. But it's not even... It wasn't even a... It's not really a good handrail. <laughs> it's not. It is, but it's not at the same time. Yeah. It's good because it's like a shitty small town, like steeper little rail <laughs> yeah which is why there's a there's a specific quality to when you do get a trick on it yeah that that's what matters is yeah that is true that had you gotten the kind grind it did add to the overall world and even me Todd. even the fall on it it's that really happened funny. and and i can't like dwell on it and it, it adds to like the top acid what do you think about um should we take a break before we go back into this or are you still yeah good? i feel like i need to pee so okay. we could take a break um, yeah let's take a break i have to pee do you want a new piece of gum yeah <laughs> we want we want joy. We want happiness. We want to have fun. We're all looking to have fun. We're all looking to enjoy living, to find joy. How do we find joy? What are we looking for? We want, we want to get wasted. We want to look at beautiful things. We want to, we want to have sex. We want our dick in a vagina. We want, what makes you happy? We want, we want triumph, we want glory, we want to win the game. We want our team to win the game. We want friendship. We want to talk to people. We want to have engaging conversations. We want to eat good food and, and drink. We want, to, we want to have the sun in our face. We want to have days off. We don't want to work too much. We want to go to nice places, sit by the pool, go for a swim, do things that we enjoy. We want to go rollerblading. We want to go skateboarding. We want to cruise around. We want to have a nice car. We want to stay in nice hotels. We want to go to beautiful places. We want to, we want to watch bands play. We want to listen to good music. We want, we want, we want, we, we just want. How much suffering comes from wanting? We want. How much pain are you causing yourself by just wanting? By not being satisfied with the way things are. We just want more. We want more. We want Doritos. This, this situation's great, but I wish I had eight more beers. I wish I could drink eight beers and have some sun chips, dip, dip into some layer dip, have some vodka on ice, have like 17 hookers lying around with their legs like open and like a, a dog that loves us and we want we want we want
And Damien borrowed my bike and he tried to take the tire off. And then when he put it back in the car, it wouldn't fit. So then I think he had to take it up here. And then when I tried to use my bike, the brake was kind of stuck to the tire. And then the tire, it was hard. If your brakes are on and they're stuck, you can't go as fast, but maybe if your brakes are on and you go slower and then you look at the scenery and then you notice more. But really, I just have to get my bike serviced, I think, because the front tire is taken out. But I do have to work on fixing things more, like getting a toolbox, and it's one of the things I needed to check off my man list. Someone asked me about getting like a wrench or a plier the other day. I didn't know the specifics about that, but I said getting a toolbox might help. My, my probably didn't have to take my bike in to get serviced if I had a toolbox and if I knew how to use them, but I'm going to get my bike service anyway. Just maybe it might be better with no brakes at all. If you want a piece of my heart, you better start from the start. That's right. Preach it. If you want to go to the show, or you want to be in the show, you better get ready. Come on, baby, let's go. Oh, yeah, come on. Good. Really good. It's good stuff. I figure, if you're, I, I figure, like, for karaoke, you should just focus on doing one song really well. I still don't know the lyrics, but that's going to be my song like for life. I'm yeah. committing to it. Everyone's working for the weekend. It's a good message. It's thought-provoking. It's clever. Um, everyone wants a new romance. <laughs> if you want a piece of my heart, everyone starts from the start. Second chance. Everyone Everybody's needs going, a second chance. Everybody needs a second chance. Everyone's Everybody's going, going off, off the, the deep, deep end. end. Yeah, we're all doing. We're all trying. What do we? Do? You want and you want a piece of my heart. You, you better start from yeah. the start. You better start from the start. <laughs> if you want to be in the show, come on, baby, let's go. Don't half-ass it. You want to be in the show? Come on, baby, let's go. Everybody's trying to get it right. Everyone is. Everyone's trying to get it right. Well, every, Most people aren't. Everyone, but everyone's trying to get it right. Why everyone's would be trying wondering, to get it wrong? will you come out tonight? Yeah. And everyone's trying to get it right. Everyone. <laughs> Everyone's working for the weekend. Everybody is working for the weekend. Everybody's going off the deep end. People, people are just struggling, man. People are hustling. They're just trying to get it right. The song was made in the 80s. 
He had it right. Lover Boy. <laughs> we saw them live, eh? Yeah. At Riverside Coliseum. That was a good show. A Canadian group. Lover Boy. Classic. Really it was inspiring that. to watch him like. He was, like, he was bigger. Fat. He was pretty fat. And he still <laughs> rocked the headband. Yeah. Did he, he didn't have the pants, but he had like, I don't know. You can, you can just hear their wives like, oh my God, they're still doing this. Come on, give it up. What is that? What is that? What's that all about? What is that all about? I think like, I remember, yeah. Did you ever, did you ever, do, have you ever had an experience where you're like hanging out with people and you say something about like uh, rollerblading or like, yeah, or going filming or like <laughs> something about like how to be unpopular and you get some reaction like, are you guys still doing that? Like, like not, not so much, not so much. There's been like a couple over the years. I think now that I'm older, it's. I always say it's come full circle. Where yeah, I versus, think yeah. There is um there was a series of years kinda like mid twenties. Where think, people like early twenties was early twenties sort of where people think that it's like pathetic. Yeah. And then and then if you tell you people you're still out. doing it get real. It's uh get real. <laughs> it it people are more positive now. Because well, I think wow, a lot you're of people still doing that? Yeah. There's a smile on their face that you can read really easily that's like, um, I think there's people who doesn't matter what you do, if you continue to do it over a certain period of time, regardless of what it is, and you actually continue to do it, you don't stop. You might stop if you get injured or whatever. There's a lot of respect that can be attached to that. I remember oh, yeah. um, one thing that really rung true. I got to get that toilet handle. Hear that? So it's still going. We're What's talking going about on? my sensitivity to. Going you want to pause? pause no, no, we're good. You want me to lift the toilet handle up? Oh, Joey's got to fix the toilet. You didn't hear that? I heard it when you when you uh, mentioned it. This is this is I'm a I'm a highly I'm sensitive to sounds and visuals. It's good. That's good. It's good. But I remember um, my cousin. She reached uh, late twenties. And she almost got mad at her parents because she was like, why didn't you ever put me in anything? Like, why didn't you push me more to like be in something like ballet or a musical instrument or whatever? There's like a certain age that people get to that they realize if they were stubborn when they were younger, it didn't get into it. People want to be into something for a long period of time. It's beneficial. Yeah, yeah. doesn't matter how stupid it is. The, the people who have been into something for a long period of time, there's the internet now, and you're going to find like-minded people. It really helps you stay bonded to people, like all those people that we hung out with. You're going to meet weekend. cool people if you stick to something, most yeah. probably. I mean, Satanism. Me probably a lot of cool know, people like, into Satanism. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Meth? Probably not. Probably not. You should probably ditch those people. Yeah. Who are your enablers? My blade enablers. <laughs> no, I, just, I love that. Blade so, enablers. Enablers. <laughs> I'm an enabler. Oh, I shouldn't chew that many times. You, 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 you gotta push. 
The just weird, kind of, the, the we are all weird book was really cool. For me, it solidified that idea of being into something, anything, and that there's so many, like how Sean was saying, like a speed bagging conference. Yeah. These things are are gonna always be around, no matter what they are. The communities are gonna get stronger over time, as long as the internet's still around, and as long as there's still events happening. Yeah. They're not going to go away, and things that are massive, like mass things, are going to shrink over time if they're not, I don't want to say supporting, but like mass is shrinking, little subsections, little clusters of things make the mass now. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. What I don't know um, where that's going. It's hard to like put your finger on the the evening of the how I say I've said it before but in like the book it says there's a peak and that's mass and there's there's early adopters and then there's the people who or sorry people who are super late in the game people who are like just getting the internet and then the first people who got an iPhone and then there's the people in the middle and then it's just shrinking in the middle what's it going to look like when because we're as much as things have changed we're still in a transition phase where all humans are not all humans are not like on the internet like like old people yeah. still aren't what's going to happen when our generation were the senior citizens and it's just a very normal thing to tap into the world wide web and just get what you want see what you want see the things that you're interested in you choose the media that you're consuming the entire world fucking is sucks. choosing it no i don't think it sucks i think well it, my relationship with it sucks well i have not established my relationship with the internet same thing as caffeine same thing as alcohol, you have a relationship with these things. That but think of all the awesome things that you've been introduced to because of the internet. Yeah. Because you can choose. What's accelerated? Like if you were just my... watching TV, like if there was just like you, yeah, yeah, you get home true. and you just flick it on and you just take in whatever the TV is going to give you, like the TV just. I remember okay, the... we we know the good programming. Yeah. Watch this and and watch these advertisements. Before least... I was huge into the internet. Did I cut you off? Sorry. No. Before I was huge into the internet. Um, and I was, I, I feel like I'm an early adopter of like, like Dana and I were really into ICQ and I was in, I would wait however long to download a song just because of the idea of downloading a song from some other source. But I remember when I first, now I, I haven't been a huge weed smoker for however many years, but when I first started smoking weed and it just reveals how stupid television is, is that's when I really started to break away from television. And there wasn't a lot of edits that you could watch online, but I watched more skate videos. I would smoke, if I smoked weed, much music, maybe I would watch music videos. I would, that I would hope for like the wedge to come on. I would still hope for like that like outlet, but um, was really important in solidifying my interest in skating when I realized how stupid TV was. But now there's so much available all the time that I have to find this new place where I need to be a little bit more um, 
selective. But at the same time, I'm on a quest for inspiration. And with Riff Raff and that more recently, probably, I don't know if you've seen it, but that R. Stevie Moore documentary yeah. is um, like you just see some really inspiring shit. So I don't have a relation. Like I, I, I'm, I'm looking for inspiration now. I don't know. It's, it, it I'm is. obsessed with finding inspiration, yeah, but to bring it full circle, it's in the inspirations in you, the joy, the whatever, but go ahead. It does make you crazy problem. that there's so much available. It makes, it's retarded. Like, well, I don't no 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 it, it's it's amazing we're we're privileged to have that but it can make you crazy in the way that you're always looking for stuff like you're all like you become addicted to finding things or like experiencing really awesome things and you experience so much that the things that you do experience have less impact because you're desensitized because you see so much when there's so much available and it's easy to like take it for granted take it for granted like you can listen to anything in this moment you can look at anything in this moment like it was easy for people in the 90s to really appreciate when something when they witnessed something awesome whether it was an awesome movie or awesome music because they they couldn't just get it at any moment. They couldn't. It wasn't just available. They were. It was like they had to know someone. Oh, like, they oh were, I got this. I got this VHS. You gotta check out. They this were better movie at experiencing. The experiences were way more valuable. The, the, well, it was. It was. They were more starved for it. Your experience of time. I, well, fuck. I don't even know if this is true or not. But I swear, your experience of those things would be slowed down. And you would appreciate things like that more than now. I don't yeah, know if, yeah, we're, if we're meant to live in a time where we're supposed to experience a bunch of things very quickly, and then it accelerates our growth. Whereas when you're when you're even you could be twenty one or whatever in the nineties, and someone could bring over a CD or movie that changes everything for you, like one yeah. thing that like. Clerks. I think so the movie Clerks, Kevin Smith said if he hadn't seen Slacker, yeah, which Richard Linklater made, there's like that was a movie that people saw. A lot of people say like, I saw the movie Slacker, and I was like, fuck, I could probably make a movie. Yeah, but for you to see Slacker, you either had to see it in an art film theater. I would have never seen Slacker in camps unless I don't even know who I would have met in the '90s. So it's like your information filters was like your social circle. And for me, it was like hoax too. Changed everything for me. Yeah. So if I'm a kid right now growing up in the internet age, is a hoax too not possible? Are you taking a bunch of things? Is there no more, is there no more one thing? Is there a bunch of things and you're grabbing a whole bunch of things? Or is it important to slow down can you There's cite, more as a young kid? Can you cite one thing that changes your whole life? I don't know. Is yeah, that maybe not. Maybe not. There's and more responsibility. There, yeah. There's more responsibility on the viewers' end to really uh, appreciate things. Do you know how because that it's is? easy not to People appreciate things. People fucking watch movies while they're on their iPad. They'll be watching a movie and browsing the internet on their iPad yeah. at the same time. That's like a, like a very standard. People are very spoiled. 
yeah, people are very spoiled. But but the thing that you have to remember is that it's up to you. Like you can still like oh, you yeah. can still have the experience similar to watching a hoax too. You can put yourself in the mind frame of like this is awesome. I'm going to focus on this. I'm going to dedicate 2 hours of my life or an hour of my life no, to witnessing no. it. No, you might slip into it, but you're going to slip out of it way quicker. Way easier? Yeah, maybe. Because you're just a spoiled brat. Which is why, you know, I'll get that, like, inspiration of being, like, <sighs> those people who aren't on Facebook, who don't do Twitter, there's people who, like, don't own a computer or internet at home who might check their email. This is rare, though. Like, you might check your email at the library once a week. I envy those people, but at the same time, like, are those people, like, stupid right now? Are they missing out on something awesome? Or do they know something that I don't know? Like, is their experience of time, do they have an advantage over me? Would I be better at skating if I only used the internet once a week? Probably. Probably if you if you only watched, like if you- <laughs> Not better at skating. Well, if you didn't watch rollerblading edits at all, maybe like, maybe once a month, you watched a really good video and you limited yourself, you would probably find more enjoyment in skating because you wouldn't be comparing yourself to everything. Yeah. You wouldn't you wouldn't be as like conditioned by by all the I don't think it's healthy to watch like all these edits. Rollbutting is definitely getting more homogenized. The way people dress, the way people act in front of the camera, the tricks that they do is way more homogenized than it was in the 90s. People are like Everyone wears tight pants. Everyone wears tight pants. Everyone does like very similar tricks, more so than than in yeah. the 90s. People were like more free in the 90s. It's very important for Are people to break free. Coming from a place of rose rose colored glasses, is it better than it's ever been? Or is what? Rollbending? Or I think the experience of rollbending is better than it's ever been. Um, I don't know about. Does, I can't talk about like the way that it's experienced by other people. This is one I don't thing really that know. I've been obsessed with lately. Does timeless not exist anymore? Timeless. Like define timeless. Like in a in a video. Like, is there so much shit being made and coming out that it's gonna be hard to put it? in a context of like, you know, best albums of the 60s, best albums of the 70s, best albums in the 90s, like, do you think past 2010, it'll be hard to actually, like, lists won't even be important anymore because there's just so much shit that the idea of something standing the test of time, we experience so much that it's hard to actually reference I, I think it's different and I think people are there people don't like people don't idolize things as much people don't like people don't obsess over one thing as much like it used to be like if you got so into a band in the 80s or 90s you you that was like you, that, that was, was your what shit. you listened to you only listened to that you wore the t-shirts you wore that and you idolized the fuck out of that band yeah. like those people were gods the people in that band were 
bigger than humans. They were like, oh my God, like fucking Jim Morrison was a God. Like yeah, he wasn't even a this. human. So, but now it's it, it, the, the idea of celebrity and the idea of people being larger than life. It's shrinking. It's like, yeah, they make good stuff. I like their stuff, but it's just a human being. You don't, obs- you don't idolize good. it as much. But that's there's good. that Jason Silva stuff where you talk about, we're realizing that we are like everyone is a God. Now, in terms of like having, and that is a good thing. I think everyone bad thing right now because the like dumb like tweets and Facebook updates. It's like this really primitive form of like realizing that you have this power to do it, and we, not we, but like a lot of people, they're using it in like the wrong way, and it's like the infantile stages of realizing the power of having like a. A personal computer in your pocket yeah knowing what to do with it and knowing well we're that, adjusting to it it's it's because the, it complicates life that's where it makes life it may uh, like uh, i think we're a lot we're a lot smarter and that we're like exposed to a lot more than transparency than awesome. any other people than people in the 90s we we listen like i listen to a lot of podcasts i listen to a lot of music i watch a lot of documentaries and all of that sometimes it might make me feel like what's stuck though crazy like, yeah what has stuck though like what is something that you can like reference that you've experienced in the last i don't know five or ten years that's really fucking stuck like have you had so many experiences that you can't cite one? Or is like, is no. there anything that comes? There's things that stand out. Yeah, definitely. Like what's one off the top of your head that is, like sticks out? Like uh, seeing Dan Deacon live. Oh, okay, so the, the live real, performance. Live we talked about live performance yeah. is very important now. Experiencing something in the moment. Yeah, is so much more important than. But even movies, like there's been movies that that have change the way i see things like transcendent man the documentary transcendent man like like amazing and i've watched it numerous times and that it it it, it changes the way i see the world yeah or even i'm still here influences me in a certain yeah. way like so i've that, watched that, that like a few times yeah? like i would cite that as something that is like really it's a great piece of art and it's something this is that what i love I think is amazing. Okay, so what I tried to explain about like when I was staring at the tree and that I imagined someone filming someone doing something in the tree, right? Yeah. I'm still here and the Dan Deacon show is about you're drawing on something in a moment. I'm listening to what you're saying. I'm also checking my iPhone. Keep going. You're drawing on something and then sharing it with people and some of the best stuff right now is all about what can you what can you draw on that's outside of or what can you bring to a moment that a camera can capture or a live performance that can capture that gives someone a feeling that transcends the internet and experiencing all of the like gorging yourself with information and movies and stuff it's all about like why aren't there more people going through the vortex, like the riffraff thing? Seems like yeah, it it's, seems like less people very, are going through the, go- through I, the vortex. I almost feel like you have to go almost a hundred percent into the 
you have to be that person. And it's scary to be that person. It's scary to go full on into it. I'm still here. Yeah. Dan Deacon, the riffraff thing that I showed you. Um, certain like Heath Ledger, the Joker performance. <sighs> to really make an impact, you have to go so deep. And, and be it. Yeah, but I feel I, I I feel like I am it. I don't feel like I've gone crazy or like a hundred percent it. But I feel like I am I am it. Like I I I'm doing exactly what I want to do. I might not have tattoos all over my body. I might not do coke all the time, and I might I not might not be fucking hoes all the time. I live a very like staid kind of life in Which comparison like, to a lot of these people, yeah, but I feel general. like I am what I want to be doing, and it is it is very unique. What I'm I'm satisfied with what I'm doing. Maybe I'm just saying that to convince myself that I'm like because I think that's a huge thing is just being satisfied. I think with you're really smart you're at. looking at the long term. I think you're you're you have a longevity vision, and a lot of people might not it's important to be patient it's important especially hey, in this yo, day and age like i really yeah, feel like yeah, we're gonna true. have opportunities like it's not the same landscape it's not like you got to get there by the time you're 25 or else you're you're stuck in this no. lifestyle just like, chip away you can yeah chip away and 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 continue yeah, have the balls to keep doing what you're doing and it doesn't you don't need to be like so crazy about it that like that can run a lot of people into the dirt. Like you can get fucked up. You can experience a lot of glory. You can be a Lil Wayne yeah. or whatever. <laughs> but you don't have to be that. A yeah. lot most people can't be that, and they shouldn't strive to be that because that's just gonna fuck them up. They should just, you know, they they like the thing that they do, but experience a lot of different things. Experience a broad life and take it slow. Continue to chip away at it. Yeah. Make some and shit. And that can be We've a good answer for a lot of people. You're yeah, gonna make, make some a lot. Shit. Oh yeah, make mistakes. You're gonna make some shitty shit. Of course. You're gonna be incredibly. You gotta start from average where you're at. or lightly above average. Maybe yep. sometimes below average. Yeah, maybe you're gonna embarrass yourself. You're gonna shit your pants, and people are gonna laugh at you. You have to be okay with that. You're gonna hurt yourself. You just have to be okay with, like that. The, that's an awesome place to be in itself where you just okay with that because from that you can you can do anything. You're not afraid. You're not afraid to fuck up. What what is it about like uh nobody knows the answer. You could listen to however many podcasts where people talk like you can talk in circles. <laughs> yeah. And you think you have it figured out, you could read the most inspiring quote or book ever. You could watch a movie and be like Fuck yeah! That's I'm holding on to it. I got, I got it. it. I got it. I got it. And you wake up the next day and you like, I don't know, something, just your perception of the day is off or like one little thing slips. What's that about? That's just being human, I guess. Yeah, and in this day and age, it's so easy. It's so easy to we look at an unnatural amount of different lives. We look at. <sighs> We're witnessing like a thousand people's lives every day. And then we're supposed to live our own life and be satisfied with it. Thinking like, 
well, that guy's doing this. I'm not doing that. And this guy's doing this. I'm not doing that. And this guy, he doesn't do what I'm doing. And look how happy he is. And this guy, oh, he lives in that house. And I live in, in this. And that guy, he does this for a living. And I have to do this shit. Oh. You, it's the comparing. And it's the seeing so yeah, many yeah. different lives. And it's like the divorce rates are going up because it's harder to be satisfied in, in your relationship with this girl. Like you've been with her for so long and you know everything. And then, oh, there's so many exciting options out there. But uh, that'll just repeat itself though that repeats itself and it's 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 easier to fall into the fantasy of like oh i could be i should be i should have tattoos all over my body and i should be living it to the fullest and i should be wasted every day and a part of you always wants that like you want you want you want i want to be trash every day i want to wake up in the morning i want to chug some vodka i want to put my fucking skates on i want to hit the park i want to put my middle finger in the air i want to film some shit make some videos i want to do coke i want to fuck bitches like So it's coke and fucking bitches. Like, I want midgets, redheads. I want it all, man. The uh, oh man, you made me think of something important there. Oh, that was just a good. That was a good. And you compare you compare it to even going back way before the nineties. Look at like the fifteen hundreds when someone lived on a farm and they didn't witness anything going on. And we look at that like, oh, so what a boring life, just working on the farm and living with your family. No, but no, they didn't. They, had a, they were satisfied because they didn't know anything else. It was easy for them to just wake up in the morning like, oh, this is life, and it's not complicated. Yeah. And it's like, they don't. They didn't want as much. They were just satisfied like, yeah, I just work all day, and then I come home, and I see my, oh, my family. And I remember what it was, and you had a really good answer that um, I've thought about this a lot when I asked you, it was like the wedding weekend and it was like, is there anybody's like live life that you look at that you think to yourself like, oh, I want that or whatever. And, and between the two of us, like neither of us really had like, we don't look at anyone's life and be like, oh, they have such a better life than we do. It yeah. was like, you said one person and it was who you cited. It was more about like, um, there's a certain amount of freedom that you, believe you think that person has but yeah it might be no different than my life or your life they're most likely dealing with the same exact thing that you're dealing with it's just awesome to if you can do things that you really enjoy and you don't even have to do them all the time just make sure that you you do them enough that you keep chipping away chipping away yeah chipping away the thing did you get that throat burning feeling from this Feel the burn in the I throat. did at the beginning. Are my pupils dilated? For those of you who don't know, we're, we're we're doing math as we do this podcast. Joey and Todd are high on math. <gasps> There's probably some people who would believe that. Just be honest, Joey. There's <laughs> no hiding it. Yeah, it's true. We just look at me. At six thirty, we went to Starbucks, and I got a triple espresso. And the girl working's like, "You, you know, it's late, right?" <laughs> yeah. She's like, "Are you uh, getting ready for some festivities?" And I said, "Well, no, not really festivities. Maybe." And then I was kind of like skirting around any type of an answer. <laughs> and then she's like, "Oh." And then I was like, we're about to do some very intense physical activity. And she was like, oh. Oh. I don't know where she went with it. 
All I thought but was, I think she I... thinks we're gonna go fuck each other's <laughs> yes, asses. <laughs> and then I didn't even like bother to correct it. I was like, yeah, yeah let her think it. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> These fucking homos, <laughs> they're drinking espressos and they're gonna go fuck each other. I will have a dope espresso. <laughs> I'm gonna get crazy tonight. I'm gonna have a We're doing sorry, sorry for doing physical the activity. <laughs> sorry if you're offended by it. You know that's what she was thinking though. Was that other girl working? Was that was that the little Lahoda girl? I don't I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I don't know anymore. I forget. Joey. Ages. We're thirty. So That's young. Big problem that I've had lately. Thirty's young. When I skate, when I do things, <laughs> do I, I look like a thirty-year-old rollerblading? I hope not. I really fucking hope not, because there's a, I know there's a specific look to 30-year-old man skating, and I just really hope that that's not what I, I, who in, who in, in your mind, who embodies, uh, old man skating? You can't do it. <laughs> there's just, there's a certain way that your arms look, and that you, there's just a certain way that, like, you're not practicing it enough, that that you're over-identifying with the other side of your life. So then what you give to skating in the moment, it, I don't like that that look of like, oh, I just do this once in a while for fun. I don't, do you know what I mean? There's like a certain look to the skating that if you don't practice it enough, it just looks a certain way. I don't yeah. think so though, because I, I still skate quite a bit, so I don't think it looks that way. Sometimes you just have to be that. Like if you actually haven't skated in a while, you are that. Yeah, it, it, it still, becomes like you almost, know what I'm talking about. There's like a, there's a look for old man skating that. There's some people who even if they don't skate, their their style's still there. It still looks good even if they're a little bit rusty. But there's a very specific look. Do, do you think look. it's possible, like, for older dudes? Who, and I'm not old. Neither yeah, yeah, are you. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? I, I struggle with that a little bit. Like, uh, ask a question. Well, almost, I like the idea of like a, like people being older and rusty, but there's like a good rusty where they're not trying to be, they're not trying to be the, what am I trying to say? Like, there's people who can rock rusty. Like, there's people who well, can Feinberg make rusty. Feinberg was amazing at it. Oh, Feinberg is incredible. Let's no, no, no. We're not okay, gonna sorry. fucking talk mm. about Feinberg. That's an exception to the rule. But there's people who can suck at skating, but it's still you see a clip of them and you're like, oh shit! Like even if it's not really good, there's something in it that they don't really give a shit. Yeah. And that, like, there's some like okay, this is so hard to articulate, but there's something that excites me about rollerblading and that like. You're just a person on skates. And there's the possibility for someone to be really engaging when they skate and you can watch them. They're not even good. They're not good. They're not in shape. Like like kind That's of a Sean so hard to pull off. Kind of like a Sean Collin thing. But he's, but he's really still good. good. He's really good. Yeah, I guess like it's uh, Sean Collins not even a good example because he's really good at skating. He's still drawing on a but, very powerful feeling and then it comes through in his skating. What if there was like you can't I don't think you can get away with it in rollerblading. You just it's hard to get away with. That's can't. true. You can in other activities. Yep. You can't 
in rollerblading. Rollerblading doesn't lie. It doesn't hard. lie. It shows all your imperfections. Like you see all the physical imperfections. That's what's so hard about rollerblading. It's so revealing. And that there's a power there like people that's why people hate it so much, I think. Yeah. That's why there's this stigma against it. Because it reveals so much about a person's movements and it's so personal. People are uncomfortable with that. They like to see someone on a bike because on a bike, people can kind of hide their physical yeah. imperfections a little bit more. Even on a skateboard, there's like a certain way that like, even if you're out of shape, if you're comfortable riding a skateboard, there's a certain way you can ride the skateboard. On rollerblades, it just shows it all. It just reveals it. And it can be so beautiful and then it can be really embarrassing and awkward. Yeah. And that's like why people really don't like rollerblading. But that's why rollerblading is so awesome. Yeah. It's because it you can't you can't lie. You can't yeah. the blades don't lie. The blades tell the truth. Yeah, it's been really hard and it hurts. Um, the hardest part lately has just been telling my parents that I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> That, I couldn't hard. set that up properly. I wanted to set that. I wanted to draw it out. I wanted to be like, just so seriously, like, I mean, I've been okay with getting older and I feel like my skating's progressing, but there's just, there's this one hard, it's been really hard telling my parents. That That's a hard thing to do. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to, you can still enjoy vagina and rollerblade at the same time. And that, still that old be... joke. I that whole masculine thing. That's a problem too. Do you think? You... Look at how masculine you can be on rollerblades. That's like a new thing. If you have a hockey stick in your hand, the best no thing. No problem. No, the best thing. There's something that's dorky about rollerblading, that if you embrace your dorkiness, there's something. Like, uh, like girls, like a, a guy with a sense of humor. Yeah. And, uh, there's something dorky about rollerblading that when done right, you can be crazy enough to make it work that you're a rollerblader. Do you know what I mean? Damn. And if you embrace yeah, that's, it, that's hot shit. When someone's like dorky, but they pull off some hot shit that hits home, that like, hits home. That's like Fuck yeah! Like, How dorky were that's glory. Um, that's you true about glory. Arlo and B Love and Brian Smith, like they were dorky. Like it was, yeah. they had a lovable dork vibe. And like you show that video to girls now, and and they love. Like they'll always have a favorite out yeah. of those dudes. They'll right. connect more with those people, a lot more with those people than they will with modern skaters. Like modern skaters, it's almost like rollerblading is like trying to it to. Uh, hide that dorkiness now and people are like i mean rollerblading is awesome the one of the menus of black market we were drinking one night there was like a group of us look at there was like a girl or whatever like look at this fucking girl like a girl in a bikini like how rollerbladers <laughs> trying to like put like a hot girl in. you think rollerblading's gay look at this girl on this dvd menu yeah how what, how do you think gay about this what's gay about this yeah, that has that's fucked rollerbladers in the ass. Is is the concern with being gay has fucked rollerbladers in the ass and made us fucking faggots. <laughs> you are dorks. You're a fucking thirty year old on rollerblades. You gotta embrace that shit. 
Yeah. You have to embrace that shit. If you can't take, if you if you can't laugh at yourself, just you gotta own it. Fucking own it. You gotta fucking own it. If you can't laugh at yourself, if you can't, and don't try and overcompensate. Yeah. Don't try and because that is fucking gay. When people, (laughs) that's the funniest part is that the whole like, like uh, especially in this town, it's like kind of a. The hick has evolved into some strange skate, snow, <laughs> MMA, dirt bike hybrid thing where it's like, I understand, like I get it, there's that, who, who's the Illuminati, the guy with the radio, Alex Jones, have you yeah. seen that Trendies <laughs> thing? He's like, I get it now, I get it now, the tat, the tattoos and the muscles, I get it now when he's talking about South by Southwest that like the hipster culture is like there's something very feminine about, he's like doesn't think he's like I'm a trendy I'm a trendy (laughs) there is that idea of like the tattoos and a fucking raised truck and what like there is like yeah be in touch with your aggression and your manliness but don't overcompensate I understand that it is very desirable right now I could get some sleeve tattoos get a raised truck I would do very well for myself in the lady business, change my wardrobe <laughs> a little bit. I can be that person very easily. I know yeah. the formula works, but there is something a little bit suspicious about going. And I'm not saying that that's like a gay thing or whatever, but that overly manly doesn't work for me in terms of like people with that I connect with. I always like just a little, like a little bit dorky, a little bit kooky, um, owning up to some of your flaws, being honest yeah. and, I don't know. I just know that I know people who are overly manly who connect with me for being a bit of a kook yeah. and a weirdo. I don't own it all the time. But when well, I do, that's that are, when... There's people that are really manly, but that's really who they are, and then they're comfortable, like, making a goof of themselves. Like, there's the Randy Caputo. The, those are the... Oh, man. Those people, I... They're maximum funny. respect. They're, they're that's manly, why I think, like... But they, but they're, they got a Man, sense of humor. They can, can make fun jokes of themselves. About, I think this is a big problem that I have, and I'm sure lots of people do. Like, I've said it on the other podcast. Just, man, next time someone throws out a joke about being a role, but just fucking own it. Yeah. And you'll be like, so much better. Yeah, off. it's funny. Don't, <laughs> the the more hurt you get by the comment, the more gay you you yeah. look gay yeah. by getting hurt by the role but comment. Yeah. It's it's manly. To own the comment. Yeah. That's and it's more manly and it's, than and it's any tattoos or trucks that you could it's ever... It's intelligent to realize. Own the joke. Yeah. Laugh at it. Enjoy it. About it. It yeah. is fucking funny. Yeah. I don't know how we got to this point, but I think that that is a super manly quality is to not not get hurt. Yeah. Over a joke about... Let people blood. joke about you. In in any sense, like whether yeah. you're, it's rollerblading or whether it's gymnastics, whatever you're into... Yeah, it's goofy and and laugh with people. If you're defending, like, no man, you okay? I gotta show you this section. F- fuck you. You haven't seen. You haven't seen rollerblading. The problem is though, why can't you make those jokes about like, about like other activities? Like, why can't you make a joke about like, like skateboarding or snowboarding? It's very hard to deliver like a joke that has people might think that you're being defensive. It's hard to deliver like a clever is, joke yeah, because yeah. those those industries are so saturated, and you're and very so you're very fail safe if you tell someone that you do a certain amount of activities and you look a certain way. Like you can't you you have like armor like you have protection. You can't no one yeah. can fuck with you. No one can fuck with you. 
and and that's it's that, very hard to I'm deliver really, a joke yeah like, i wore i wore i had a shirt that said uh skateboarding isn't a crime but it's pretty fucking gay yeah or it's pretty gay which i, I and it, it was stupid shirt yeah. silly shirt but i wore it to school one time and i remember like i remember i remember people that didn't even skateboard were like really defensive of it and i remember comments like like I think someone said like, oh, well, it's, what did they say? Like, well, it's better than rollerblading or like something like that. Like people defending it that weren't even skateboarders, but they took it personally. It's like skateboarding has become so ingrained in the culture that if you make fun of it, it's like you're making fun of the cult. You're making fun of everything. Yeah, well, it's, it's like, like you, you can't, you can't have a shirt that says that about like hockey or I think yeah. it's become but if it was about rollerblading like oh, people would laugh it's, so it's like oh yeah cool sure but i always say like i think i don't i would like to see rollerblading like become part of the become part of the do you world. think it ever will i always like make the joke <laughs> like in a hundred like, years in a hundred years joey one hundred in a century do you think people will still be making jokes about rollerblading? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe they probably. Well, will. I don't. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's it's it had a got dealt a really bad hand. Yeah, it's hard to come back from the bad hand that it was dealt. Yeah, the word rollerblading. Yeah, <laughs> you can't. You just can't recover. From Maybe not. Like, I, I, I always really <laughs> relate it more to like, like a, I always like make the joke of like unicycling or how you like juggling. It, when you tell people, I think it's more related to those things. At least in this day and age, maybe after I'm dead and someone listens to this podcast, it might mean something different, but, um, where it's still headed currently it's never i don't think it's ever it doesn't seem like it'll ever change there was like no. yeah i always think about like like eight years ago there was this thing like it's gonna change like it's a fact that it's only a matter of time before rollerblading blows again because well, it is awesome when i'm and incredibly it optimistic about and how it ever will how badass like in terms of what's happening and the edits that I watch and the stuff that's really good is the yeah. best it's ever it's been. Amazing. It's amazing. It's very exciting. Shit. But in terms of... Uh, People will still see it as... When you look at, like, what becomes viral or what... Oh, man. I, I watched this... Uh, no, I came in yesterday. Lacey was watching this music video and she's like, oh, my God, my head's going to explode. And it was this... Uh, someone had posted it to Facebook. It was this video called Kelowna Fornia, and it was yeah, like, yeah. This, did you see that? <laughs> I've heard of this. And it's like a rap video made in Kelowna, yeah. and it was like, like, they had like the, you know, like nice vehicles and girls in bikinis, like again, that was kind of like related to that comment, like, man, all I can see is these girls just getting railed by guys in tattoos. And it's just one of those things where it's like, you know what, there could be the most positive, like community-based art whatever or film festivals or but do you want to know what I, like and i felt so bad saying this i'm like maybe a large asteroid just needs to hit planet earth <laughs> like 
I sometimes feel like stupidity, like idiocracy for what becomes viral and what what the mass still is into. Like I, I talk about how the clusters are obviously forming. I still, there's a part of me that's super cynical about that stupidity reigns supreme. And that would be one of the reasons why rollerblading would never and uh, there could be a, a, like a certain string of events, like some lucky things that happen. And I'm, pos I'm optimistic in terms of like what I can do on a local level and making videos. But in terms of like uh, what what the most popular movies and music are, it's really up to uh, <laughs> the only thing that I can put hope on is the young generation, what is it, it would be like 13 to 20 whatever year olds right now, they're completely in charge of the direction of the planet. For a certain amount of time. For a certain amount of time, but they're really... And then they're really be the 35 year olds that are, you know, everything <laughs> fluctuates. But... I don't see that age group getting into rollerblading. I imagine another cycle happening, possibly. Like, it, it would be... Unless I'm just blind and I don't see that. I'm totally stoked to make another video. I'm going to keep making videos. I love skating. Um, but... What was it? I sent a text to... Le or no, I wanted to send a text to Leon. It's like... So let's just say it's me in Kamloops. What would I have to do on a local level to make rollerblading blow up? Like, I don't even know. I could put so much effort into trying to make rollerblading blow up on a local level. And I just, there's so many outside influences that would just ixnay all of my efforts. And I don't know if that's me being too cynical, but that's kind of like how I look at the larger picture. Well, I think... Do you know what I, I mean? Well, it comes back again to just accepting the way things are, and we need to... Because I don't care. We, as like, role we need to be happy with where we're at. And the fact that role-biting is perceived the way it is makes everything that we do more interesting. Yeah. It might not... I it might not convert to, like, more money in our sport or more, like, success, yeah, but the things like, that we make is the, are, are they going to have a lot of impact, like, 50 years later, like, when people watch that Haitian... Meg promo like let's just say let's just say none of the people in like Honey Baked or the Haitian Meg let's just say those guys skate for 20 more years and then their bodies are broken and they can't and then let's just say rollerblading doesn't get big do you know how much weight that like history carries if people discover that and realize that there was people making this stuff for there's got to be something there if well, there's that, if if something is underground for that long, but then like, <laughs> why has juggling never become mainstream? Why yeah. has unicycling never become like? There's just certain activities that are destined to always be niche. Yep. And is rollerblading just on the fine line? Like, is it or is it not? It seems like it should be. It should be bicycles skateboards rollerblades it seems like that in our mind but it might be destined to be just like 
so close, but just not there. And and that might not be a bad thing. Uh, yeah, but like, there's always going to be people that are really attracted to it. Like a small, there's always going to be a small group of people that skiing. fall in love with it the same way we did. Skiing, snowboarding, skiing got biking, skateboarding, jogging. Yeah, hockey, all these normal things. Baseball. It it's almost like um. Yeah, I like to jog. Oh, sweet! It's a thing. It's a thing. I like to play baseball. Sweet. It's a thing. I like to play hockey. Derby. Like skateboard. Roller I like to der- ro- roller derby has accepted. way more weight now oh, than rollerblading yeah. does. Yeah, that's a normal thing. Oh, it's cool. It's like to female or whatever. It's it's awesome. I, I like, play in a band. Awesome. Oh yeah, you play in a band. Awesome. I play guitar. Yeah. I oh, play I soccer. I play soccer. Yeah. I play badminton. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I'm really into badminton. Awesome. Comedian's fucking awesome. Yeah. There's certain things that you can define yourself as that people are instantly like, oh, so is it, cool, cool. Uh, and I've said this before, <laughs> cultural reference points. There is, you have your filter, and a word is said, and you instantly attach things yeah. that you've like filtered, that in, you compute the word. Yeah, I'm a swimmer. Oh, sweet. Michael Phelps. You come out in sweet headphones and... Win gold medals. Awesome. I like swimming. Cool. I'm a swimmer. Yeah. It's a normal thing. Rollerblading is still just I like, just still think oh. it's like really young. I think it's just still, it could be something that's destined to. There's something silly about it. There's something oh, that like yeah. society just won't accept about wheels on your feet is just people are uncomfortable with it. It's awkward. It's very weird. They get weird images in their head like, like it's just. And, and really, kooky. that's what makes it awesome. It's kooky. It's kooky. It's polarizing. It's really weird. And that's good. But it's also going to... It's not... It it's not going to translate weird. into like... It looks weird. Yeah. It's very primitive too. We're talking about like... It's, it's very... You catch... You're, if you are rollerblading at a skate park and you catch a recreational skater in the distance, it's... Like the boot, the boots are like it's there's it just doesn't work right now. Like it's not, it hasn't figured itself out. And and when a trick is but is that it or is that like the way that you you like even us even us as rollerbladers and especially us as rollerbladers maybe we judge it even harder. Like when we see someone really awkwardly going down the street on rollerblades, maybe we're even more intense. Like. Oh, that looks so bad. Like, even more so than, like, normal people. No, it just does. It just does. It's, it's, you put, put, um, and then so ice skating, right? It's normal to own a pair of hockey skates or whatever. And, like, there's something about ice skating that people have done it on ponds and there's something social about it. There's a reference. To go in the wintertime, you get your coffee and you go to a pond or you go to the skating rink and there's something like, you can go out on a date with a girl and go ice skating and it's all romantic. And then rollerblading, there's just something (laughs) just doesn't work. It just doesn't, the pieces don't fit together yet for it. It's It's not, it's not comfortable. And it's young because it's. If you look at it, it is pretty young. We are in the year 2012. Well, no, is and, that when? Okay. Well, when it was when, a fad, it was when, in the 90s. When did Rollblade first 
create the first inline skate. Was it 82? No, no, no. It was like 86 or something like that. And then it 86. really gained steam in the 90s. The, in, the first inline skate. I think I used the sample in wacky mode. Is it 86? Like, we don't know how far this is going to take. Or whatever, where he's like... They talked about roller skates. And then it's it was just... like an old video when like inline skates were new. We don't know how far this technology is going to take us. It's a really exciting technology. Like if you look at it from that perspective, like in 1986, I remember the, do you remember the first time? Oh, I don't remember the specific time. time But I remember the idea of like, when I heard about like inline skates. Yeah. When was the first time you heard about it? Because a lot of people talk about like the first time they saw it, but do you remember... Or you heard about it? I have it a vague kind it? of like memory of hearing about an inline skate and thinking like, whoa, that's really cool. Like, like it's like an ice skate, but you can do it on the streets. Like, yeah, that was a I had that roller feeling. hockey was the first thing I saw. Um, it was Adam Mackay Smith who did who does Euphoria Emporium, yeah. which I won't go off on that tangent because <laughs> it goes on for too long. His like he worked at Jardines, like the ski shop, or. He, he had a link into Jardines, and he was at the Stuart Wood, you know, like the tennis. There's like a, there's like that court beside Stuart Wood. Yeah. Or like a, it's like almost like a street hockey court. Yeah. It's actually a pretty sweet venue. It'd be yeah, awesome yeah. to have like a ghetto comp in there one day or something like yeah. that during the farmer's market. Do That'd like a cool. skate demo in that spot. Anyway, flatland comp. I saw him with the three-wheeled ones, and he was like, he had his, like, I think he had like hockey gloves, and he was just hitting there may have been a net there yeah and i think it was like my mom and i driving and and she told me what they were like she had heard about them probably like through the news or that's when that would have been gaining steam yeah and then it was like oh yeah maybe we can you could rent them like out at shoe shop and maybe when we go to the shoe shop we can rent you a pair and you can try them and then so there's that picture not the jumping one, but there's one upstairs where I, like I first tried skates in the parking lot, and I just remember like the feeling of skating the first time. You could ice skate anywhere where there was pavement. Yeah. And there was I didn't have to like use a hockey stick or anything like that. So that was my first like introduction to actually the technology, and then yeah. I think. Where a lot of uh, rollerblading gets lost in translation is it started out as a dry land activity for health and fitness. You could do roller hockey, you could train in the off season, and then the adoption of all the skateboarding stuff. My original interest in rollerblading had nothing to do with tricks. It was the excitement. There's wheels on your feet. You can ice skate. Anywhere you want on Anywhere. pavement, that's how it started. That's where it it's gotten mixed up over the years. Yeah. Like, especially, it's thought of as a fad. We took so much shit from skateboarding, like, stole so much shit from skateboarding. And then it's just young, 20 years old. It's just mixed up. It's a confused 20-year-old right now. But there's all these kids getting into scootering. How long is scooter... 
Like I first time I tried. I don't a scooter, even think it's like first time I tried a scooter. It was fun. I was with Scooters you and Randy Caputo. I was in Toys R Us. Toys R Us. And yeah. I wanted to buy one. I probably yeah. wouldn't have tried it for that long, but I think a lot of people like I didn't buy a scooter that day. I wanted one though. I don't know how much I would have used it. It's, it's kind of like the same thing with rollerblading. I think a lot of be- people bought scooters or rollerblades, and that's kind of what's happening. There was kids who bought scooters. We were high school kids already into rollerblading. There was kids that were five and six whose parents bought them scooters. Just a fucking accident. Bo said something really good where it was like, it mixes skateboarding, BMX, and rollerblades. It's just as much of a fluke as rollerblading, but rollerblading had more potential. I don't know. Why do you think scootering? I think it was just an age thing. They're just cheap. They're it's cheap for parents to like get them a scooter, and it's like pretty easy for any kid to just step on one and just experience that movement. That's it. It's not like. It's not. uh, It's not the pros. It's not like people that are busting like amazing shit on scooters that kids are seeing like, oh, I want to get one of those. It's just simply the fact that they're in Walmart. No, isn't. Scootering must be part of the cultural... Like, it must be in, like, a Disney movie or... I don't think so. I don't think it really... No. I don't think... I don't think scooters blowing up... I don't think scootering is blowing up because of, like, a certain thing that it's in. I don't think it's blowing up because of, like, videos that are being made. No, no, no. You have to understand... It's just because they're in Walmart and they're fun. That's it. That is it. No. Yep. It's it. It's different. It's different because... If you're a kid with a scooter and you like watching it, you're growing up in a time where YouTube, you could have put in scooter video. And when we were growing up to see like an animated, is it, what do you say, GIF? G-I-F? Like, like when I, when we grew up with rollerblading, to find an online video was hard. There's probably kids that just typed in like scooter video into YouTube and maybe found some shit. They probably see it, and they probably it, are like they probably do watch it. When rollerblading was dipping, kids were getting like young kids. When rollerblading just started to dip in the late nineties, kids were getting scooters for like their fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth birthdays. These yeah. kids are like sixteen now, and they they grew up. They probably saw some shit where people were doing tricks a little bit easier than we would have seen tricks. They may have seen videos and it may have inspired them to like push it a little bit more and like yeah. learn more tricks and maybe do it for a longer period of time. But I think like the initial just getting them on scooters, it was just simply the fact that it's easy, it's fun, and they're everywhere. They're at Walmart, they're at like everyone goes to Walmart, all the kids, and they go to the sports section I get a and like. At Walmart? Yeah, well, fuck yeah. A very decent, a decent scooter. One? And ripping around Walmart on one. Kids are just like, fuck, instantly, just like, this is awesome. They don't have to, like, strap them up. Like, rollerblades are a really, like, cumbersome. Oh, yeah, kind of, that's like, true. You like, can just wear your regular shoes, Put them right? on, and it's a little bit more, with a scooter, you just grab it and go. You and, and Leanne And also, they're, like, 40 bucks. They're, yeah. like, cheap. And their parents are like, oh, sure, we'll buy that for you. You and Leon touched on a good point that, like, the ex- if someone gets, like a, a, like, a cheaper pair of razors that are anti-rocker with not great wheels, the, the experience yeah. is... They're not going to be that That's why great. I say rollerblading is just, it's a little bit mixed up. It was dealt a weird hand that it 
that it boomed in the time that it did and that it dipped in the time that it did. Like we've, we just had like a, a we, like I don't say, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Rollerblading was just dealt a really interesting hand in yeah. terms of when it came out, when it boomed, the internet age. Like it's how many comedians have had a rollerblading joke yeah. in it's from a punchline. 2000 it a joke. to 2010. It's so easy. And that does, it does hurt the numbers. Like a lot of kids, even if they do, like Kevin Dowling said, it, even if they do like they see something cool of rollerblading, they're like, oh, I want to get a pair of rollerblading. Maybe they are a hockey player and they just really like skating and they yeah. get a pair of inline skates and they just like the feeling of rolling around. A friend of theirs or someone at high school or whatever is going to be like, well, you're into rollerblading and it's an instant like negative thing. Then they're going to be like, oh, fuck that. I don't want to, I don't want to be a nerd. I don't want to be uncool. Yeah. It's an, it, but a scooter is very neutral. It's like, oh, like whatever. People aren't going to help. Scooters might actually be more accepted than rollerblading now. For sure. Maybe not at a, there might be some yeah. stupid hate at skate parks, but yeah. at high school, BMXing is very popular now too, because it's still in the X games. BMXing is very visible. And biking, like tons of kids, yeah. they bike. And then was that easy transition that I have that the joke hit on a stingray where I tried so hard to like make the history of BMX like <laughs> coming from emulating motorcycles. Remember how badass they tried to like make it? Yeah. <sighs> and that, more... I think uh, that's a big mistake of ro- like rollerblading is try. It's been trying for like fucking ten years to make itself look badass. When really that's not the battle. Mm-mm. It's making it like lame. The battle just is lame. The battle is is saying, yes, this is what we are. Yeah, we're gonna own this shit. We're gonna take what was originally thought as weaknesses. Acceptance. Freestyle, man. It needs to be more freestyle. Yeah. It'll have its subsections and and everything, but. But those should be like those should be oddities within it, like the specialty, like really, like grinding, like focusing what? really hard on tech grinds. Right. That should be like a weird thing within it, the 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 broad spec, the broad rollerblading that people get into initially is just skating around. They're just like, like this is fun, just rolling around. Like, okay, here's the thing: you put a pair of skates on any person, anybody, 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 any person. And see if they won't smile when yeah, they when it's, they it's a very uh, see if they won't laugh. Well, because like, you're woo-hoo! it's very engaging that way. It's psychedelic. It just changes the whole landscape. It's like their wheels like on your feet. It's it's funny. It's weird. Yeah. It's an experience. The difference of like riding a bike to rollerblades is intense in terms oh, yeah. of like the way that it feels. That is true. Even when people are like making fun of rollerblading, you made a really good point. Like when people would try and make like YouTube videos of like, like making fun of rollerblading, sometimes they just go on for so long that people actually just don't take the skates off and they keep doing stuff to make fun of rollerblading, but they're actually having fun making fun of rollerblading, which is part of rollerblading. The, like, the making, what what we think of making fun of rollerblading with the movements and stuff is actually what makes rollerblading fun. Yeah. And another big problem with rollerblading is they fucking stink. Rollerblades mine, stink. Yeah, mine stink. Yeah. 
Like, hey, try all my rollerblades. Like, oh, these things stink. And now my fingers stink and my feet stink because I tried on your stupid, stinky rollerblades. Yeah, Yeah, definitely don't. Scooters don't stink. Skateboards don't stink. Bikes don't stink. Maybe the seat. Rollerblades. Fucking. They they stink. If you use them a lot, they stink. I have to pee, but I think we should close on the message that rollerblades stink. They fucking... We need to do something about that. We need to take care of the stink in rollerblading, Joey. We yeah. need... We, we gotta do something. You can't be... You can't be a gangster if you're... If you stink. It's a... If you stink, you that's big. a big problem. Yeah. Being... If you Dude, stink, that... You look good, but you that stink. That is a baseline problem that you need to take care of. Dude, you stink. <laughs>